Ready for another episode of Wanderings and Wool Gathering? Good. Here's Foggy. Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 65, proudly hosted by North Central Indiana's Rock 98.5. Tonight, I asked the boys what's in a name. Joe takes us back to a time when you could get 10 CDs for a penny, and we review the new The Chicks record. Can't wait uh, to hear all about that. This is our second sort of country record in a row. Interesting for us, but um, great calls by Monday on both counts. I'm your host, Foggy, and with me is always, JPP. Easy listening sounds for the hard of hearing. It's JPP. Let me unmute. Greetings. How are you? I'm a little late to the party. How are you doing? Do we get any sound effects tonight? Um, what are sound effects? And joining us, D-Bag. <laughs> Swinging deep into the valleys of Liptonia. That's nasty. Able to plunge from high altitudes, only to land with a gentle splat. That's nasty. Receiving only the finest education from his instructor, Earl Grey. It's... It's... T-Bags. Too hot for TV. How's it going? Good, thank you. Metalhead Monday joins us. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's... Metalhead. Monday. What's up, guys? I'm not, uh, apparently, I'm not so metalhead lately. <laughs> Demetalized. <laughs> it's Country Head Monday. <laughs> and last but not least is the educator, Joe Wright. He's a toughie's man. Holy cow, a really hairy, carry fan. He flies a double U flag. Upside down, because he's Mexican. Joe Wright. Hello, everybody. How's it going, guys? Good, good. good. Yeah, I thought everything was going great until Paul let me down. Welcome. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's here, everybody. Great. <laughs> Juggling a lot today, guys. I'm sorry. Have you been doing any music today, Paul? Yeah, I was working on some uh, stuff with my kid. She uh, sometimes is interested in music, sometimes not. And so I don't push it because you don't want to make it annoying for her. but today she's like i want to play some synthesizers i want to make some sounds and okay let's do that and we have a couple of pet toads in her room now in an aquarium and so that's kind of our fun time is to feed them and watch them you know wreak havoc and carnage on crickets and mealworms and that kind of stuff and so she was wanting to sing about them and she made a nice little sample we'll make sure it's not too loud here <laughs> so i'm working on a song and i'll have the video on my instagram this week too so um you know pop over to instagram slash just plain paul to take a look at that <laughs> it's yeah, hard to argue awesome. with that yeah it's hard to argue that fact yes <laughs> toads are pretty awesome that's right all right boys let's get into it we got a lot to do tonight uh two big challenges i had the uh challenge inspired by lester bangs but I'm switching it up a little bit because Joe Rife, the educator, inspired me last week. That's what educators do. They inspire the youth of America. And I count myself, I'm the oldest one on the show, but I'm the youth <laughs> of America, apparently. <laughs> so um, anyway, I've given the boys a list of uh, 12, I believe, names of rock stars. Yep, 12. And I'm going to share my screen with them momentarily with another list. 
of names. <laughs> and the boys are going to match up the real name oh, nice. with the I name of the person. <clears throat> and I, yeah, I threw some in there that I thought for sure, just to kind of help you out. There might be a couple that will throw you for a loop. We shall see. Yep. And um, while they are working feverishly to match those up, I'm going to explain to everybody at home what the names are. Let's see. Can't share your screen. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, do cool. I love... Oh, let's try this. Well, that's not a freaking thing. Hold Yay, on. technology. No, I know what I got to do here. Hold on. You got to love it. I need some technical I difficulty. I have, to do a, I have to do a Google Doc. <laughs> I need to do a technical difficulty bossing over music here. Next time I go to the bathroom, I'll tell people I have to go do a Google Doc. <laughs> Just don't share it with anybody, please. Share that. I don't have access to that. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, there it is. Are you guys ready? Ready as we can be. I'm not cutting this out. I'm leaving it on there just so that people know we're real. Yeah, <laughs> we, we are real folks. Yeah. Innovation. Yeah, was there any doubt? Can you see it now? Hey, you are presenting. Okay, great. Yeah. So, these boys are going to work. When I'm done explaining all of this, they better have this done. We're not taking 20 minutes. Holy shit. I gave them these names. Marilyn Manson, Gene Simmons, Flea, Alice Cooper, Bono, Mick Mars, Slash, Kid Rock, Izzy Stradlin, Meatloaf, Jack White and Adam Ant. Of course, those are the stage names. And then I have now given them the list of their actual names. And they are feverishly writing those down right now. And I'm just going to guess Monday's going to win because he cheats. But um, oh, Tony cheats. <laughs> knowing stuff, hey, hey, knowing stuff is not cheating. Sure, it is. knowing's half the battle. <laughs> right, damn it. <laughs> Here is the list that they're looking at. Vince Fournier, Oof. Robert Deal, Marvin Ade, Brian Warner, Robert Ritchie, Time Wits, John Gillis, Stuart Goddard, Michael Balzeri, Jeffrey Isbell, Saul Hudson, and Paul Hewson. <clears throat> I got How we doing, boys? I got three or four at most. Not supposed to be done now, right? Well, I'll give you another minute. <laughs> Talk yeah. amongst yourself while we do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, I like, I there's a few. I was like, oh, I know this one, this one, this one. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> wow. And if I did know, I've long since forgotten it. I know two, and that's it. I know, I know one of the ones you know, Tony. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe I should have thrown a few more definites in there. But well, I know that Robert Paulson is meatloaf, but I don't see him on here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna guess. That was like choosing C all the way down the test for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one's hard to do that. Some that I found had like one name that was the same. So I, I threw those out immediately. And then I was going to do a couple of other people, um, but they were in the same band. I thought, well, I don't want to do that. So this is the list we got. Yeah, that's a good challenge. Yeah, this is going to be a complete fail for me. Yeah, um, yeah. I did not prepare for no. this quiz, Teach. 
Mm-hmm. I'm I totally guessing on most of them. Didn't do the reading. Right. I kind of thought that people would know Alice Cooper. Yep, I, I do. They would know Slash. Yeah, yep. that one I did. Gene Simmons. I knew that one. I know for sure Tony would know Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I thought Flea was kind of a toss-up. Who's left? Uh, Izzy and Meatloaf, probably. That's where I am. I have, like, two that I'm like, uh, wait, I need two more names. Where are they? Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, I'm totally guessing on some of them, but... I, I know a good meatloaf every once in a while, but I just I'm unable to get into the layers and, and mm-hmm. dig into the answer I need. His name mm-hmm. fits his persona. <laughs> if you yeah. if he wasn't singing just saw him on the street, you'd think that was his first name. Meat. <laughs> What's up, meat? <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, Mr. Loaf. I'm not gonna tell you what name I'm stuck with, but the person that it process of elimination has left me with jack white and the name that i have is not jack white so i have <laughs> i need to go about three steps back here okay. I'm, I'm i'm as done as i'm gonna get yeah i, I wash my hands of any success at this point you guys uh, need the screen any longer i'm gonna do it joe you need the screen uh just one second okay cool i know i got four <laughs> really? beyond that i'm oh, i bet you got yeah i bet you got mcmars too right uh maybe <laughs> all right i'm good you can take it down all right cool you said take it down or take a dump either sure. way yeah okay. take a google doc take it down, take it down. <laughs> go go download that i don't know yeah. are we ready ready as we can be <laughs> all right you got to keep score at home i trust you oh uh, okay <clears throat> all right marilyn manson is Tony? Brian Warner. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know Tony got that one. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> Gene Simmons is Heim Witz. I knew that yeah. only yeah. because I knew he was from Israel. <laughs> oh. Yep. Excellent. And I remember that from the Family Guy episode where uh, apparently um, uh, Peter Griffin's wife dated him in the past and they ran in- into each other. And she's like, Heim? Oh, hilarious. Okay. Uh, Flea is Michael Balzeri. Interesting. Well, that's two I didn't get. Well, he's a very Balzeri bass player, I'll say that much. (laughs) (laughs) Alice Cooper is Vince. Vince. Yeah. Bono is Paul Hewson. Hey, I I guessed one right. Mick Mars. Was Robert Deal? Interesting. Sounds like an auto salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Deal coming at you. That's right. <laughs> Slash is Saul Hudson. Mm-hmm. Big Saul. I got that. Excellent. If you need a solo, better call Saul Hudson. Does anybody think mm-hmm. they have Kid Rock? Oh yeah, I got it. I don't yeah. think I do. Robert Ritchie. Yeah, Rob, yeah. Bob Ritchie. Bob. I thought that was too obvious. All right. <laughs> Izzy Stradlin. Jeffrey is. Isbell. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Tell me Meatloaf doesn't look like a Marvin. <laughs> Marvin <laughs> Berry. <Yeah>. Marvin Berry. <laughs> Jack White is John Gillis. Yep. 
I totally guessed on that one is the Jack John thing. That was a total guess. I, I that was Stuart Goddard for me, and I was like, he is not Jack White. <laughs> yeah, Adam Ant was Stuart Goddard. Stuart Goddard. Yeah. All right. I had four. I had four as well. Freaking Monday got five, didn't he? Joe, what'd you get? I got five. I got nine. <laughs> <laughs> really, really? You did. I, did. <laughs> I got I knew Manson, Gene, Alice, uh Bono, I kinda knew, it was kind of a guess. Slash I totally knew. Kid Rock I knew. Izzy I knew. Uh Jack White was a total guess. Adam Ant was a total guess, but I got yeah. nine. All oh, I'm yeah. saying is I think that Lacey is off to the side with the computer <laughs> looking these up for every show. <laughs> That's right here, buds. He's got somebody talking to him. We've got a quiz show situation here. I guess the more you know, right? <laughs> then the, the, you have the odds are greater of getting the other ones. I don't know. Baseball cap that says challenge champ. Good job, Jeremy. Thank you. Yeah. All right. I know things. <laughs> Um, I honestly don't know who has the next challenge because it's going to be at least three weeks away because we've got guests for the next three episodes, which is really exciting. So we will deal with that at a later time on Slack. Speaking of slackers, Joe Reif has the challenge this week. Nothing made you more of a slacker than fulfilling your (laughs) obligations to Columbia House. (laughs) Uh, this, uh, I, I found this, um, ad that came from a magazine and I found it a while back and I thought I need to throw this away, but I didn't for some reason. And then I was cleaning some things out and I, there, there it is lo and behold. And I thought that's why I didn't throw it away. So tonight's challenge, I have shared the, um, Columbia house magazine flyer with the fellows and we are going to choose 10 CDs or cassettes i don't know which option you guys will take but they're only a penny and then you know the fine print says later you have to buy so many in so much time but you know you never really got that far you got your freebies and um then you started getting angry letters from columbia house in about how many months six months nine months and then you jumped to bmg and you did the same thing to them (laughs) yeah buddy yes sir switcheroo the original way to ruin your credit (laughs) Yep. <laughs> However, I, I got a friend in high school. Um, I don't know the truth behind this, and um, I won't name names to protect the innocent. He's not on the show for the record, but he uh, told me when because he was like 15 and he signed up for Columbia House, ordered his stuff, uh, never paid, so they shut him off. So he signed up again under a different name, but the same address, got another set of CDs, never paid. He apparently did it two or three times before they, before they caught on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the terms were that you had to buy six. This was different because BMG only had to buy one in a year, right? Columbia mm-hmm. House, you had to buy six in three years, which always sounded like, yeah, I can do that. Three years is a long time. You know, I'll, I'll mow a yard or something and get some cash because I was like over 13 when I started doing this. So, Well, yeah, I mean, if you have three years time, you, you surely can do enough chores to finally save up for one of the CDs after yeah. shipping and handling. Yeah. Well, my favorite is that when you, one of your six is the one that you forgot to send back. So you have like a Debbie Gibson unwrapped. And yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was the trick is once you got signed up, they would send you the, the CD automatically, unless you sent the slip back or let them yep. know that you didn't want it. 
Mm-hmm. And that was a, that was another trick. They knew what they were doing, but I, yeah, they I lost. They, they, they're I don't not think they did. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think um, they probably lost their ass more than they made money. So. Yeah, they they do not exist anymore. So. Yeah, well, I think they also distributed for labels and such too. So I'm sure there was a lot of profit margin in that regard. And that's why the shipping handling was so much to cover the cost because you were just, they're probably breaking even on cost of goods and then raking it up on the other handling fees. Yeah. No one cares hustle. about facts, Paul. Hey, this is how <laughs> I thrive. Business, you, you got you to gotta think about the business acumen. Do you guys have a getting out of Columbia house story? Do you guys have an individual that... I don't have a, not a getting out of it, but I have, there were several times I know, I, well, several might be a stretch. I know at least more than once I forgot to send the slip back. I got the CD, never paid for it. They send me a bill and I'm like, Hey man, that didn't come to my house. I don't know what to tell you. Ooh, I never got nice. it. Bang. Here was my trick. Every time you got one return to sender, you do it three or four times and they stop sending you anything There you go. out of the deal. Then you hop over to the other one and do the same thing. You're a little smarter than mine. I just would move. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of work. Just get out of the yeah. CD club. <laughs> Man. Um, my friend and I went in and we did five a piece on our 10 freebies. And, um, didn't didn't fulfill our stuff and i think we may have let a couple slide not sent them back or not sent the slip back but anyway uh we got we got in kind of some trouble and we were i think we were 13 or 14 and i was like what are we gonna do chris we owe these people like 50 bucks and 50 bucks was like a thousand bucks now you know it's like we're gonna get that kind of scratch and so his dad was a county commissioner i don't know if he brought that up in the phone call but he called columbia house and he's like hey just a couple of kids like you know they don't know what's going on. He had to like, so my friend's dad like went to bat for us and like was our hilarious. advocate, you know. Yeah. Like, Thank, thanks, Brad. We appreciate it. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't, I don't know that I know anybody has a call me house to where they just fulfill their application. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did. I mean, you know, my mom helped me out a couple of times. Just like, have you made a decision? Because I'm tired of you opening this mail and having to send these back for you. So it's like, yeah, let's get a couple and call it a day. All right. So how's this going to work, Joe? Uh, well, we could do um, we could do all 10 at a time. I don't know if that would be fun or if you want to do five and take a break and go another round of five. I guess it's all kind of up to what you guys want to do. I kind of like the front and back. You front five and a back five. Yeah, let's okay. do that. Sounds good. Well, I went... Um, I invoked my own rule that uh, since I listen to records, I've always said that since the beginning, I didn't do any best ofs. I chose not to go that route. I just went with straight up CDs and um, I'll finish with my, I'll start with my, what I would probably consider my later five. Anyway, I had Temple of the Dog, uh, Mad Season Above, Soundgarden, Bad Motor Finger, STP Core, and here's a here's one for you. And this one uh, I warmed up to with uh, with my wife quite a bit, but uh, I threw Indigo Girls Swamp Ophelia in there. Very nice. That is five. Did we all use the same ad? Because there's a couple of those I don't remember seeing. <laughs> no. Maybe I, I didn't see them. There were a lot of tracks on there. You could have missed them easily. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to happen. I I'd wondered about that. 
Okay, I'll go next. Go That's for cool. it. In my list, there's like I tried to my rule that I invoked for myself was that I tried to pick things. This ad was obviously like mid nineties. Mm-hmm. So I tried to pick things that I was listening to then or that I would have wanted then. And there's some of them are obvious, some of them might surprise you guys, but uh my first five were Danzig Four. Yep. Um Helmet Betty. Uh, Tom Petty, Wildflowers, Elton John's Greatest Hits, and Megadeth, Euthanasia. Nice. Uh, we did uh, match up with one there. Who's what, what did you think would surprise us? Elton John? Uh, maybe, yeah, but yeah. more the more the next half. Yeah, because Elton John, I think we all appreciate as pretty much kind of the tops, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I grew up listening to him with my dad, so <clears throat> definitely cool. Cool. Uh, Feedbacks. Okay, uh, I had a couple of rules. One was like I could have picked all three Pearl Jam albums <laughs> on there, but I just assumed like I played like I owned some of these uh, already, so that I could have a little bit of a diversity. So um, I went with Dancing Four also. Um, the Cranberries, no need to argue. Pearl Jam, Vitology. Uh, Allison Chains, Jar of Flies, and Soundgarden is super unknown. Nice. Okay. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right, my turn, eh? Did. All right, cool. So, I kind of I did do greatest hits only because sometimes there was a band that maybe I didn't listen to as heavily as others, and it's like you know I'd like to get a feel for them. And yeah. If this is part of that early commitment, I'm not breaking the bank on paying full pop for it, so I'll give mm-hmm. those a shot. So I went with the Cars' greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I was nice. a fan prior to, I didn't. I, you know, it's like, hey, there was no other option, so I'll take that one. Uh, I also went with Bad Motor Finger, Danzig Four, because why not? Uh, I also added Helmets Betty to the list and Tom Petty's Wildflowers. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's good. Can't tell Paul and I were hanging out at this time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a rule as far as time periods went. Uh, my rule was that I've never owned a copy of the album. I may have listened to it like digitally later or, you know, heard it when I was around friends, but I didn't like ever actually own one. So I started with uh, Marvin Gaye's greatest hits. Nice. Uh, went to the crash test dummies. That was, <laughs> um, oh, God shuffled his feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Moon dance by Van Morrison. Great. Very cool. Uh, Tom Petty's wildflowers as well. And then I picked uh, Mike Watt, Ball Hog, or Tugboat. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. I like that we all invoked our own rules. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but, you know, I think there are too many songs not to have some kind of rule. It would be just overbearing yeah. trying to come down with something. Right. I can yeah, see the yeah. opposite happening. Pick something that Tony would want to on his, on his list. <laughs> <laughs> all cool. right. So my top five or next five, everyone look at that. I had uh, Alice in Chains, Jar of Flies, Counting Crows, August and Everything After, U2, Joshua Tree, mm-hmm. Pearl Jam mm-hmm. 10, and Helmet Betty. Nice. Great album. It yeah, is. Cool. It's fun, funny yeah, the overlap. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, God. I love Paige. Mm -hmm. So my back half is uh, this is where some of these might surprise you guys, but maybe not. 
Uh, I picked uh, Electric Light Orchestra's Greatest Hits. Oh, nice. Um, I picked uh, Corrosion of Conformity Deliverance. Absolute yeah. classic. Hell yeah. Um, I also chose Stone Temple Pilots Core because I love that album. Um, I also chose Cranberries, No Need to Argue because Dolores. I mean, come on. Yep. Um, and for my last pick, I chose ZZ Top's Greatest Hits. But I have a twist. I also went for the bonus 698 CD oh. and the 12th free CD. So yeah, the, my first purchase from Columbia House would have been David Bowie, the rise and fall of Ziggy nice. Stardust. And my last freebie would have been Allison Chain's Jar Flies. Nice. Hey, you want a ZZ Top fun fact? Yes. Yeah. Only one member in the band doesn't have a beard. But his and it's Frank Beard. His beard. <laughs> I love that. I would highly recommend the documentary that is on Netflix. I don't recall the title of it off the top of my head, but the ZZ Top documentary on Netflix. Find it, watch it, love it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Uh, I have a question about Jar of Flies. That was an EP, right? Yes. 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 So uh, I'm just wondering if regular club price would have been a little bit less. I mean, I know you get six ninety eight. I'm just trying to think how to game the system here. So yeah, that's why I chose it as my bonus freebie. <laughs> hey Joe, you can't order now. I've got it filled out. It's, <laughs> I've got to scan it from anything. Yeah. The website's down, but I've been ordering stuff off these 1975 comic books. <laughs> I haven't got shit. I got glasses or nothing. Glasses. Uh-huh. Well, Monday got some birthday money or something. He got his bonus CDs right there off the bat. Yeah. So. Well, all right, tea bags. Unshockingly, I chose the opportunity to have bonus CDs too because there's blank spaces there, so you got to fill them. But. Uh, so my next five before my bonus CDs were uh, Sarah McLaughlin, Fumbling Towards Ecstasy, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson, Thriller, mm-hmm. uh, Stone Temple Pilots, Core, mm-hmm. Harry Connick Jr., She, actually a huge fan of Harry Connick Jr., saw the concert, and uh, Mad Season Above, of course. And then my bonus CDs were uh, Duran Duran, Decade, and Best of the Door. Yeah. Nice. Duran Duran, oh, wow. nice. Good call. Thanks. My turn. <clears throat> Excuse me. I also invoked the the bonus. I like some fine print. You got to do that. Seize the moment. Um, so I went with Nirvana's Unplugged. And yeah. if we were playing this uh, the opposite fashion, guess what Tony would have? I would have had 12 copies of Neil Young's Unplugged. <laughs> I do um, own that record. I do too. I it's very good. It is very good. Homegrown Unplugged. It's right. <laughs> I, I needed to I needed to spruce it up a little bit because I felt like I was a little guitar and heavy centric. So I added the best of Curtis Blow. I wanted to get some <laughs> nice. old school hip hop in there. Nice. And, uh, you know, my cousin and I used to, well, Tony knew my cousin. We used to play basketball to the song Basketball. Um, <laughs> and then I also added Megadeth's Euthanasia and Jimi Hendrix Blues. For my bonus discs, I went with Pet Shop Boys Very and Peter Gabriel's Shaking the Tree. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. I had to pick up a country uh, country album or two on the back end, so I got uh, Garth Brooks in Pieces, uh, <laughs> The Mavericks, A Crying Shame, uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket, Dulcinea. Yeah. NBA Jam Session featuring Rex and Effect, Heavy D and More. 
Yes. I love Andor. And, uh, so yeah, Andor is my favorite. <laughs> and uh, the Jerky Boys. Was <laughs> <laughs> that a soundtrack though? It wasn't like necessarily their calls, right? It was actually a soundtrack. Uh, yeah, I think so. Soundtrack okay. to their movie. I was trying to find. Yeah, yeah. so. Everyone's yeah. calls like yeah. leaked out and they were really spreading around. It was like oh, viral yeah. back in the day. Oh, that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Listen here, yeah. you pencil neck. Yeah. <laughs> the soundtrack has uh, Collective Soul, Coolio, Green Day, House of Pain, and more. Oh, man. And more is all over the place. They're all in all kinds. They, they did uh, albums for everybody. Nice. Underrated artists. Very good. Got to chase them down on any release where possible. Usually on the K-Tail compilations, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Very cool. That, that brought back a lot of memories. That was fun. I remember my first batch of Columbia House CDs, and that little cardboard box arrived in the mail finally. I was super excited. Went and ripped it open. Prongs, Beg the Differ was in there. Suicidal Tendencies, Lights, Camera Revolution. Those are the, the top two copies. And I don't think... Oh, we also had like Led Zeppelin Four and Houses of the Holy in that mix too. But uh, Prong and Suicidal definitely had uh, the repeat rotations at most for, for quite a while there. Yeah, it was a fun challenge, right? It made me go back and listen to some stuff I totally forgot about. So. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Please wait four to six weeks to receive your order. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, Long enough to forget about it. Yeah, yes. exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe, did you have an addendum to this? I thought you said you had a sneak. Something uh, like I kind of did it. We talked about getting out. I was I was thinking about maybe like uh, doing a little role play where maybe one guy would call the other one and be Columbia House Collections and you had to talk your way out. But, uh, <laughs> since we shared our stories, we don't have to do that. So. Oh man! <laughs> Did anybody check the music they like most on their uh, on their list? I didn't do that part. No, that. <laughs> light <Maybe>. sounds. Barbra <laughs> Streisand, Neil Diamond. I didn't see Sade on there. I would have. I would have added her on there in a heartbeat. Uh, was, oh, yeah, there was one on there. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. Well, add her in there somewhere. I'll, I'll get her on for one of my commitments for sure. I don't think she's. The, oh wait, that's not a best of box. That's she was on there somewhere. Okay. She, I think there's a best of shutter. Yeah. I think it's on the first page somewhere. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So let's see. What what are some ones that we didn't pick here? Um, that I thought maybe. Uh, nobody picked Green Day's Dookie. No, I that thought one. about it. Around yeah. fifteen, probably, but not ten. Uh, nobody took. Uh, did anybody take any REM? There were two REM albums on here. No. Uh, uh, Vitology. You guys took uh, ten and verses, right? But not Vitology. No, Tony took Vitology. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. I wasn't listening apparently. No one took Shaq Fu. By I, Shaq. Yeah, yeah, that was a terrible album. So close. There were so many in that jock box that I was thinking about. <laughs> but I didn't pull the trigger out. <laughs> Barney's I, Favorites Volume 2. Somebody forgot that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No Aerosmith. A lot of, lot of greatest hits. The Doors, Tony got The Doors' Greatest Hits, which would have been a double album. So that was a that was a quality value pick there. See, yeah. I almost picked the Forrest Gump soundtrack mm -hmm. because there's so many great songs Very on good. that. But it's a yeah. double selection, so that would have taken up two slots. I can't yeah. have that. That's right. Yep. Hey, by the way, I see one I missed originally is Extremes Waiting for the Punchline. Mm -hmm. I don't know 
you know, extreme had more than words and, you know, pornography was kind of their landmark really breaking their, their uh, presence in the, on the charts. This album kind of slipped through the cracks, but when I worked at the record store, uh, one of my buddies who's a master shredder, I might add, put this album on and I thought, oh no, we're going to listen to some extreme. And I will say it floored me. It's raw and it's very good. And he was just pointing out all these really good little parts and he really opened my eyes to nuances and details. So if you want to hear some really good guitar playing without the, the cheesy hairband vibe, I, I do recommend that because it's, it's actually a really well-written record. Very cool. Yeah. Very talented. Yeah. Big surprise, maybe MTV Party to Go didn't get taken. That was oh, funny man. <laughs> <laughs> I almost went with Tony Bennett's Unplugged, but uh, I, yeah, I thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. 10 just isn't enough on a list like that. No. no good stuff. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like I, when we were young and, and looking at these lists, of course, we just we had to whittle it down then, too, right? We were like, oh, man, I'll take that. I'll take that. Wait, I, I've only got room for 10. So, yeah. yeah. Well, the other oh. part of that is I was in college when it was really hot, so mm. like a freshman or whatever. So it was also, what do all the guys on the floor have that you hang out with? So what is something different that you don't have to, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. they don't have down the hallway that I listen to all the time. So <laughs> What's worth ramen only in your food budget, too? <laughs> yeah. Uh, nobody time, picked. Go ahead. I was say one time we did uh, BMG. I think we got, uh, was, that, was that four? You got less than Columbia House. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the two that I picked, my friend looked at me and went, see, I like those albums. I just wouldn't have bought them. I, I wouldn't have picked them and like actually purchased them. Like, <laughs> he said, I didn't either. I'm getting out of this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we missed Yanni's live at the Acropolis as well. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say that actually kind of triggers me a little bit when I worked fast food with Mundy, our, our, uh, uh, the restaurant's owner always had that playing in the overhead in the restaurant area and in the bathroom. So you got to hear that quite loudly when you're wow. taking your five minute break. When you work on your Google Doc. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. That was excellent. Uh, excellent. That was excellent, Joe. Uh, okay. Next week, again, or for the next three shows, we won't have our traditional challenge because we have guests, but we probably will put them on the spot with some sort of smaller challenge. So make sure you uh, stay tuned and check that out. So this week... (laughs) (laughs) But there will be no toads on the show. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, got it. Dang it. Uh, Uh, Before we get into the album review, um, back in the day, uh, Preston, the guy from uh, Lokash, we were all... You know, speaking of cassettes and all that stuff, we were always trying to get demos into the hands of people because that's what you did back in the day. And so um, we went to Purdue to see uh, Tony Braxton. Preston was into in an R&B group at the, at the time. And I was into Tony Braxton, so it was a good mix. Um, so we were trying to find a way to get to see her. And the door was open in the back and they were the roadies were loading stuff in. So we just started wheeling speakers in and um, ended up backstage and the opening act, I don't know why this was the opening act, but Kenny G opened for her. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So when he was done, he actually couldn't even hang out, hung out backstage and ended up just standing. We talked to Kenny G like the whole time. <laughs> and then nice. yeah, at the very end of it, when Tony Braxton was done and she was, you know, 
going off with her security, we tried to kind of like rush the tape to her and got snatched up by the cops and the security and everything. And so, but they didn't do anything because they couldn't really stand the fact that we had gotten in and stayed back there the entire time. <laughs> so they basically just, you know, tried to scare us and made us leave. But yeah, so I had a run in with Kenny G. Man, that's awesome. I think both parties got a sad trombone for that the security for not catching you and you guys for the mission not accomplished. Wah, I wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Well, I call Tony Braxton in person, so that's a win for me. Yeah, too cool. Oh, excellent. <laughs> when I was looking up some other goofy stuff before uh, to get ready for the show, I found this thing that said uh, Weezer, the first band that they opened for when they were trying to make it, it's Keanu Reeves band. <laughs> oh, oh wow. wow! Started at Stardom. All right. Yep. And uh, I think Rivers from Weezer took lessons from the guitar player from Fate's Warning, so he was actually a pretty proficient shredder, but he chose not to go that route. So I can see him being in that network. <laughs> and in Keanu Reeves news: uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure of a New One. They said they might go straight to streaming. Since there's no idea when the movie theaters are going to open back up. So, yep. Yeah. Actually, a better idea anyway than they don't have to do poorly at the box office. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'll still watch it. Like curiosity. Yeah. I'm curious. But would you have paid for it? Um, yeah. But, you know, the nice thing is, it, here's the thing we've paid for some of the movies that come out for kids, and it's like, by the time we paid 20 bucks for to watch it, um, you know, we've got the popcorn at home already. We're not having to travel. We don't have to go get lunch or anything before or after. We're saving money. So it's all right. Yeah, true. They may release like two movies when this is all said and done. We get to pick between one or the other. And we're all so starved for cinema experience that we'll pay for whatever's playing. They, they may not even tell us what's playing, and we just pay for it anyway. That's there you true. go. <laughs> because we haven't been to the theaters forever. So Nope. Nor a concert. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about a record. And uh, I'm going to let Mundy kick this off because it was his idea originally to review The Chicks. Okay. So I am a huge fan of the formerly known as Dixie Chicks, now just The Chicks. And um, it's – I kind of – I never, you know, gave them a shot when they came out. I was not – country fan not a pop country fan at all hated it didn't have time for any of it until i saw for some reason when they were about to release the home album they had a live special on tv and they played that album in its entirety and it was i mean it blew me away it was amazing so i've been a fan ever since then and so i was looking forward to this album and man when I heard the first few songs, it was like, whoa, like Natalie is pissed. And uh, it's it's turned into some pretty fine art for her. And I think it's always amazing when people can take turmoil and pain and heartbreak in their life and turn it into art for for the world. So most of that came out of um, her divorce. Uh, she was married to the actor Adrian Pazdar, who's famous for roles in like Heroes. Um, he was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. quite a bit, a couple other TV shows. And um, 
they were, let's see, they were married from like 2000 to they separated in 2017. Their divorce was just final in 2019. And um, it was not pretty to say the least. <laughs> uh, apparently, um, you know, they were married for 17 years. They have two sons that are 19 and 16. Um, she actually filed for divorce, citing irreconcilable differences. And she requested custody of the kids, and but they had a prenup for the finances. And, but Adrian Pazdar came back and challenged that prenup, wanting, you know, he was after, uh, you know, spousal support and back child support and all kinds of stuff. And so it, it got real ugly for quite a while. And uh, now we have this album. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's any doubt that the whole story kind of comes through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Joe and I were talking, uh, or he said something in there. We want to know what happened on the boat. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to get left there. So many boat references. So many forgot their guys. That's for sure. Um, well, I'm going to jump in because I went into this not expecting to like it like I did. So, um, and that's what I like about when we have these suggestions. You know, it kind of makes us open our ears a little bit more. And uh, I'll just jump in with one favorite track and we can go from there. But um, there was something I really loved about March March. And I think that, yeah, there was some like, um, you know, there's attitude, the lyrics, the vocal treatment. There's a look for them, I'm assuming it was a little bit more experimentally done for as far as the music goes. Um, but just a great song altogether. So that one definitely was one of my top five on here. Have you seen the video? I have not. I would recommend it highly. It is very powerful. Okay. And um, a lot of great imagery and a lot of, I mean, it really hits on what's going on in the world today. So I would recommend that. Yeah, and that was uh, one of my favorite lines from that song. She says, uh, watching our youth have to solve their own problems. I'll follow them. So who's coming with me? Yeah, that's I cool. thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Anybody else have that on there? Yeah, I love that tune. Um the almost rap cadence to the um to the verses and and the the you know you just march march is a perfect title for it because you feel like you want to get in formation and just follow along with whatever she's saying i thought the album would go this more this direction i thought it'd be a little bit more social with more tunes like march march we know that they're capable of being you know angry and and speaking their minds but i i was surprised that not many um, social commentary tracks made it on there. Of course, I thought Gaslighter was going to be about um, the Donald, but it didn't happen. So uh, she had a better, honestly, a better topic to sing about. So more interesting. Um, but March March was a standout track for me, for sure. Yeah, I liked it musically a lot. And I did like the message. I'm so glad, as you said, that there weren't a ton of social commentary songs because I'm about social media politic out. I can't mm -hmm. see one more article or facet about a mask. I can't, I mean, it just, it's so tiring at this point, but I thought that one was effective and I'm, I'm glad that she just kind of bared her soul and maybe had some healing with, you know, some personal stuff on this record, as opposed to every song being a, a social song. 
Well, and this and the issues in this song are ones that I, we shouldn't get tired of. The ones that that matter. The ones that um, really, honestly, if you're fighting on them, you're you're wrong. I mean, let's face it, because it's um, you know like un- underpaid teacher, police in the hallways, um, you know, people packing heat, and I love the little. There's like kind of a whispered line in there. I'll cut the shit. You ain't going to the gun range. Um, yeah. Just kind of like you get the weapon for show, and and it's just it's going to stay in your pocket and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's social commentary that you can get down with, you know, you don't have to like, I don't think it's going to polarize many people because it's, it's stuff that, you know, we don't have the answers to, but we need to keep marching and fighting for. So. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. I listened to it and, you know, full disclosure, excuse me, sorry. This, this type of music is definitely not my aesthetic. It's not something that, you know, I listen to on a regular basis, but I, I looked for what I enjoyed out of it. And for one, the vocals are, are tight and they're great singers. I loved the layering of the vocals too. They used them really cleverly in, in many spots throughout the, the album, especially, you know, the intro to Gaslighter, the harmonies were just tight as hell. You know, there's some really good tunes on there. March March stood out for sure. Um, and, you know, for me personally, I, from the way I write music, it's just I hear the the anger in the lyrics, and sometimes it throws me off when I hear somebody being pissed off in a major key. But you know, it, it's employed nicely, and you know, it's got to have a higher range, and it's going to definitely be kind of the the flip of yeah, this was turmoil, but you know, I'm looking for the light, and I'm you know trying to forge ahead and move on, so I can see the symbolism in that as well. So you know, this did did take me by surprise in that you know if I hear pop country i'm usually like you know kind of chewing it down oh, okay I got, I got that down but this was not the typical pop country i think you're talking about though no yeah. exactly this yeah. this uh you know that's where it took me by surprise and um listened to it this week a little bit and then i listened to it again as i was making breakfast for the fam it was on in the background and my daughter's like hey can you turn that up okay you know the, the one rare time i'll turn country up for my daughter yes okay let's do that so <laughs> yeah and I'll say, like, uh, that whole, like, kind of being angry in a major key type of thing, mm-hmm. uh, I, get, I get that. But, like, tights on my boat, if you would have taken this out and not told me who I was listening to, um, and I'm not saying that the chicks aren't good on their own, but because it's not my genre as well, um, I thought that sounded a lot like Ani DeFranco, with just being real bold out front. Mm way that she played the guitar and the, and the lyrics and so you know it's hard to for me it was hard to take away any credit for how good that song was too mm-hmm. because if you would have just labeled it as somebody else i would have liked it if i was being you know if i was wearing blinders and saying only like a certain kind of music so mm-hmm. i love that track too mm-hmm. i think yeah i think this album is a lot more pop band country it's i mean I, this is a straight up pop record it really is and they're they just threw the fiddle and banjo in here and there i mean that's that's about as country as it gets <laughs> and yeah you mentioned tights on my boat tony that that's a great song and it's funny and some of the articles i was reading um natalie actually said like there she mentions the boat a couple of times and uh in a couple of different songs, but this one specifically, she had said that the tights incident, like leaving the tights on the boat was kind of fictionalized. It didn't really happen. It was a 
ideas she had she kind of ran with but i tights on my boat i thought was a standout track too and i it's just it's a great disc track it really is yeah yeah, it is and my favorite line is hey will your dad pay your taxes now that i'm done that was harsh (laughs) like (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. that i really liked about the right because i went in the same way you guys i'm not this is two for two i'm not a country guy and the second sort of country record we've heard and I've liked them both. Uh, I don't typically like the country sound. I don't like the corny lyrics, but it's almost like the instrumentation was sort of subdued in the background. It wasn't, I I think it let the lyrics speak for themselves a little bit. And there were times even that the banjo almost sounded like kind of like a metronome or something, just kind of keeping the beat in the background. It was mellow. It was slow. And there were, I felt like some jazz elements here and there that were kind of kind of took me by surprise as well. So I kind of really liked that subdued nature of the of the music below those lyrics. I think the lyrics hit home a lot more not being buried in, you know, tons of guitar and drum, you know. So I like the simplistic nature of that. Tights yeah. on my boat is a tune that um I feel like Taylor Swift would want to write when she grows up. Like she's always trying to write these kind of um you know and they they just come out and say i hope you die peacefully in your sleep just kidding i hope it hurts you like i hope it hurts like you hurt me um yeah and there might be a little crossover there because uh was it jack antonoff that they worked with who's also worked with t swift mm-hmm. and he's from fun so i mean when i read that i was like oh okay yep. this makes sense um you know the chicks out there their their music is you know shading towards bluegrass if they go out on their own i mean in most cases there are a couple of tracks where they get back to kind of old chicks form and uh but you can definitely hear that i think he brought some of that fun uh, pop kind of electronic dance sound and then there is a little bit that i I don't know how much he moves the pen when taylor swift's in the studio with him but i think he's had some influence there and it's kind of crossed over but yeah i heard some maybe some plucked violin and some just some different voicings of the banjo. So, um, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying there, Steve. I hear that, um, the music and the instrumentation and things. What's and, funny is, you know, like I was mentioning that I found some pleasant surprises in this as I was working on breakfast, uh, the album had completed and I thought, Oh, is it going to kick on repeat? And it started to play, it played another song of theirs. I can't remember off the top of my head what it was enjoyed it i like the the, the the progressions if i can talk gosh got tongue-tied but then it kicked into some guy singing on another song after that i'm like oh do they have a guest and and i looked and i realized oh the album's long over and i'm i'm into some other guy's playlist and it's like this is pure country and that's when i started to feel like the raiders of the lost ark effect and you know my flesh started to shrivel and i was like ah, <laughs> abort abort <laughs> don't look fall yeah. keep your eyes shut <laughs> yeah well, that's been part of the fun for me coming into them when i did on the home album it, that was kind of of um, kind of a departure for them because their two albums previous to that were very much of the pop country world and that's kind of who they were that's why I had never really given them a chance and then when Home came out I loved that absolutely loved every song on that album and so I went back and I don't love every song on their first couple of albums there are certain ones that stand out and that I actually that I really 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 enjoy but I, 
you know, it's just, it sounds like basic pop country and I don't love that. So I don't love all of their stuff going from home forward. I think they kind of, they, it's one of those things where they were too big to fail. So they were taking chances and they were, you know, getting more personal and, you know, more comfortable with who they were and who they could be and, you know, kind of exploring and experimenting a lot more. Definitely. Yeah. I can see that. I was surprised. I don't think it's a single, but the song for her um, has some real single quality. I can hear it getting some radio play. Um, I played that one around my daughter. Um, For one, it was cleaner than some of the rest of them that I really liked. There were a couple of dirty words. I don't want my kid to be the one in fourth grade teaching kids how to swear, but. um, (laughs) Oh, why not? Uh, leave it to somebody else. Um, uh, no, Chad, I, Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers played drums on that one, and I caught my daughter mm-hmm. singing it. Uh, she was outside riding her bike, and she didn't know I was coming out, so she was whipping around the driveway, and she's singing the it's a, the chorus to that at the top of her lungs, and uh, she kind of locks eyes with me, and then for a split second goes uh, like she's gonna stop singing. <laughs> And then she just keeps singing anyway. And I was like, that's right. That's it. That's why I played that track for you. Chad Smith has actually worked with them uh, quite a bit. And I think Mm -hmm. on their, uh, I don't know if it was their last album, but it was the one that had uh, Not Ready to Make Nice. That one, he Mm. he was on most of that album, I think. One thing I really liked about For Her, you mentioned the chorus, was the structure of that song like the verses were so short it just kind of got out of the way to get to the message mm-hmm. and it was right in the middle of all this it was a pretty positive message you know yeah not to emerge stronger and so yeah that also was one of my favorite tracks yeah. and juliana or juliana calm down yeah and it completes that that whole thing like don't remember the bad stuff you just strut yeah. your stuff you know mm-hmm. like it off almost like that healing uh kind yeah. of on and uh, showing them you don't care yeah yeah <laughs> Juliana Calm Down was one I wanted to dig into a little deeper because she drops several names in that song. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure those are other famous women that were also going through divorce situations. And I have ideas on who a couple of them probably are, but I didn't really like dig into it too far. Well, let's uh, see. Could, Katie, Katie, Katie would be Holmes. Katie Holmes. Yeah. I would yeah. assume so, yes. Yeah. yeah. Eva Longoria. Probably. Um, Harper, uh, what was Harper? I don't know who that would be. Violet, Juno, Yaya, Berta, yeah, Juliana. Um, um okay, so maybe we don't know them all. Juliana Huff, does she that's what I wondered? Maybe I don't know. I could be wrong, but I'll have to go back and look. But I was confused too, so I kind of looked that up. And one thing I read was it was like people she's close to, like family members or kids. So she was like, Oh, it could be, yeah, Yeah. but I I don't know. Well, that's true or not it's just you know the internet everything's true but we're busy yeah. creating conspiracy here uh, yeah. Amelia, yeah amelia Earhart, she's in there <laughs> yeah. yeah you forgot the other I, hidden gem too grandma <laughs> <laughs> not exactly right yeah. um you know with with um with with this track juliana calm down i love this i love the tune i love the music i love but it's such a, a girl power anthem that I couldn't listen to it. I had to listen to it as an outsider. And what I mean by that is it was like, I'm not in the club. 
you know, I don't, I don't belong. This is not my territory. I don't belong here. This is not my song. So I'm not going to be like blaring this one at a stoplight and singing along, but I really appreciate the song. I just felt like it was such, do you guys know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to yeah. get out here? It's yeah, like, yeah. Well, maybe I will. I don't know. Running around, he loves a cock in the wall. But I mean, that's like it's kind of the thing. Like, okay, this one may not be for me, but I can appreciate the art of it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it it almost border. It was like almost borderline. Like, you know, let the girls just have this one. You know, it's just just take it, ladies, and and I'm I'm with you all the way, but. I'll appreciate it, but it's, it doesn't belong to me. So, yeah, I agree. I, I, I understand. Well, one song that I think is probably not for me, but I will be honest, was a little bit of a tearjerker for me was Young Man. Mm-hmm. And being, I think, just being a parent, if you really listen to that song, I mean, how could it not touch you in some way? I mean, it's got, it's just, it's all about, you know, her boys being disappointed by what their father has done as they're kind of coming of age. I mean, that line, she's, you know, she's says something about, you know, seeing your hero, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. however she finishes that, but, you know, and my favorite line from that song that just kills me every time says you're of me, not mine. And it's like, you Mm -hmm. you guys, you guys are turning into your own people. You're no longer my children, but you came from me and you will always be part of me. That kind of sentiment. I, that, that was awesome. I love that song. Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize her kids were that old either. I, I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. I agree with that. So that makes sense. Another line that I liked, um, it, it's totally opposite. It's more of a jab, but um, I love when someone can actually put together you know, four lines that really encompass the moment. And on Sleep at Night, when she says, uh, remember you brought her to our show at the Hollywood Bowl. She said, I love you. I'm such a fan. I joke that you can love me as long as you don't love my man. There's nothing funny about that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great song, too. My my husband's girlfriend's husband just called me. How messed up is that? <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Uh, I think that is the most recent video they've released. I would recommend that one as well. It's a very cool approach. It's almost, it's like, a, it's kind of a one shot. Like they're, the camera is on uh, like a truck in front of them as they're walking down the street and they kind of do all these actions and different things. And it's like one long shot. It's a really cool video. I thought that uh, back to young man and then uh, hope it's something good and set me free. Those were the, I would call them the Dixie chicks tracks where I kind of thought they went back to the, to the old yes. formula and the old sound. Um, hope it's really something slow, good. Nice that's, ballads. Yes. Hope it's mm-hmm. something good was I, I was like, that's classic chicks harmonies all the mm-hmm. way. I mean, that, that is like their core of what got them where they were is those three singing together with, and I love when they sing together because it's Natalie is obviously the lead singer. She's always out front, but when they sing together, you can hear her a step in front of them. But uh, Marty and Emily are just right there, and mm-hmm. it just like completes the sound. Yeah, I had down that hope it's something good sounded a little, a little bit like a Disney princess song to me, but. Uh, <laughs> 
but it's gonna be free. I felt like you, you guys know how much I like to see what they do as an album closer, and I thought it was really good. And you know the the fact that it was the last good thing that he could actually do for her, and it was you know it was a request. I really liked how that ended. Yeah, it's Why? very cool. What's that? Why a Disney princess, Tony? <laughs> I, I promise you, if you just put on like if you put on like Frozen and mute it and put that song on it, it, it looks like it goes. <laughs> Frozen. Okay. Right not that I do that. <laughs> of course not. I was going to say Set Me Free is a great closer because it's really like the song is all about it's like that feeling of when you're in this situation and just want it to be done. You just mm-hmm. want it to be over. And you know, yeah. just walk away. Yeah. Kind of feel a little alone sells it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. One last thing on Set Me Free that I thought was nobody really ever talks about this in like the, the cheating world, you know. But she said, risk my body. You know, just kind of throwing that little element in there that, you know, whatever he was going outside of the house, he was bringing into her too. Yeah, so. for sure. Yep. Good point. There are a couple of tunes she sings with just I guess I could call it exhaustion. Everybody mm-hmm. loves you is one of them. Um, That's one of then, my favorites. Yeah, and uh, set me free. You know, it's like she's she's cried all the tears, the the anger. You know, the tongue and cheek stuff. Because if you have a good fight and break up with somebody, you get you say things, and I can be a little caustic and a little sarcastic. So, you know, it's like just it just went the course of the whole story, and then that. That last one, like Bundy said, I just don't have the energy for this anymore. I'm tired, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm going to make this one last plea. Just freaking end it, you know. Let's just let's just not talk anymore about it because I'm finished. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody Loves You is one of my favorites on the album, actually. And I my only note on that one is this is why I love Natalie Maines. I mean, <laughs> it's just such a that one really shows her range like she's singing kind of quiet and then she comes in and just belts it and it's i, I love it i i love her voice so much yeah very versatile i mean she can do it all she like yes. says, soft or she can do that kind of snide angry thing and then she just beautiful put it out there so I got, yeah. while i'm talking about her tony i'm gonna have to send it to you uh or if you remember, you can search for it. But on her solo album that she did a few years ago, she actually does a Pink Floyd cover. Oh, really? All right. Yeah. Nice. right <laughs> Hopefully it's careful about that axe, Eugene. No, it is not. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah. Any final words before we rate the album? I would just like to say, one, I'm glad we reviewed this album. I, I'm totally converted to you know opening up to their music and secondly i think there are many emotions that can happen in that situation with that many years and kids and stuff i can't believe how well they captured everything all of it so um yeah well done um the educator seems to be going through some briefs right now uh (laughs) (laughs) i'll explain why in a minute <laughs> okay. Briefs he means documents. I'm not like folding my underwear over here. So. <laughs> Your skivvies. No, I didn't make a Google Doc. I didn't work. <laughs> not editing a Google Doc. Well, my final thoughts on this album is I'm also glad we reviewed it. I, I, you know, I was not gonna put you guys through that. 
that's exactly what I said. I was very excited for this because it's been a while since they've put one out and I really, really enjoyed the songs they put out early. But, you know, I'm glad you guys decided to do it and I'm glad you guys found things you love about it. So, right on. so we're going to have ratings here. Yeah. Have- so, uh, all right, I'll just go first with my rating. Um, I'll be honest, I was not excited <laughs> to listen to this record, uh, which now I'm glad we did. I really liked it. I kind of dug the anger. I think the angrier the song, the more I like the song. Um, I love her voice now. Um, I will definitely listen to this record again, and I will give them a chance anytime in the future. Thank you, Mr. Mundy, for recommending this one. And I will give it a three and a half out of five. Awesome! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, D-Bags, what do you have? I would say one, uh, we talked about this earlier, but I'm glad that there was a lot of uh, personal um, accounts on this as opposed to political accounts. And um, I, I liked it. I don't think that's a secret here. So I gave it a 4.125, and I would listen to it wow. again. I would listen to it again. Yeah, it was really high on my list. Awesome! JPP, what do you have? I'm going to give it a... I'll give it a three and a half. Um, again, this isn't something that I normally would seek out. I did find some pleasant surprises, and I wasn't disappointed in that regard. Um, I just have a hard time with with a lot of banjo and mandolin, personally, for my aesthetic. And it's not because I'm a hater. It's just there's things that resonate with our souls, and, and those instruments do not for me. But uh, that said, the message is clear. The message is appreciated. And, you know, there's definitely a lot of... Um, heart and soul coming from uh, these three and and their collaborators as well so as a musician i certainly respect and appreciate that i will i'll listen to it again and this may be something where a little while down the road it may grow on me and take on a different light some albums do that for sure and you know i'm not going to nix it and discount it entirely but i I think that you know i just need to sit with it and see if uh if i grew you know grow to enjoy it from a different perspective even el ray well, first, I want to explain that I have a clipboard with show notes. And so I was trying to find Neil Young's because I didn't want to rate it higher than than <laughs> that one. So I was that's what the document thing was. Um, right. The briefs, as you call it. <laughs> it makes it I, more important. Yeah, very, very legal, very professional. Yeah. Um, I used to not be I used to be a, a Natalie Maines hater. Uh, wide open spaces just grated on me and i was i remember riding in the car with a friend of mine and saying her voice is not perfect and i didn't know i didn't know what to say except for it's just got this quality that i can't put my finger on i don't like it so um like you guys have said i didn't give them the chance until uh later on actually she has done some duets with eddie vetter and i'm rambling but anyway i really like this album uh i really like her voice now it, it's i appreciate it so much more so uh, I will listen on a boat. I will listen with a goat. I will belt it in the car. I will belt it for her. I'll give it a four out of five. Nice. Right, right on. Yeah. Yeah. Just the end. Those tights on the boat, Joe's. <laughs> yeah. I, left the, I left the yoga pants and the Nissan. The, the tights on the boat were not mine. <laughs> That's fair. Country head, what do you have? Well, um, when it comes to the chicks, home will 
probably always be my benchmark. And I, that is a near perfect album for me. So I cannot rate it higher than that. I would give this a very, very, very solid four. And maybe four and a quarter. The more I listen to it, probably inch it up a little bit. But, uh, you know, I, it's no secret. I've, I love these girls and I, I'll always be a fan. So I, I, I will probably be listening to this for quite a while. I was going to say after that, did you call him country head? I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a row now. It's re- step inside. It's remix time. That's right. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. Step inside to his mind. He wears rawhide. It's. <laughs> well, we so got both kinds, country start- and western. Yeah. I first started coming on this show, you guys teased me about the boy band shit. So now maybe we can change that. <laughs> Variety um, is the spice of life. I am learning up Photoshop as we speak, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Please make me a member of the chicks. Chaps, but yeah, we'll do that too. Oh, um, yeah. all right with that. Just for the record, all chaps are assless. <laughs> That's what they are. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps up today's show. And uh, on Thursday, we're going to be interviewing the boys from a Wave Blue World comic book company that did uh, Jack the Radio's mm-hmm. album in comic form. And uh, we'll also be watching a live show from Dermot Kennedy. Over uh, in London, correct, Tony? Yes. His live performance from London, which is awesome. And then we have a quick turnaround because that's Thursday night. Then on Sunday night, we invite Ashton Knight onto the show to talk about Waiting for a Voice, the album and the book filled with, uh, I guess it's filled with curiosities and, and poems and lyrics and all kinds of cool stuff. The album is amazing. I've already listened about 10 times. Really love it. Did a... Review of that, you can find that at wanderingsandwoolgathering.com. But if the folks need to find you guys, where do they do that, El Ray? El Ray 4 on the Instagrams. Monday. Well, I'm not yet at Countryhead Monday, but I'm thinking of parking <laughs> on that. So just so we have it. But I am at Middlehead Monday on Instagram. Excellent. T-Bags. Uh, I'm on the Wanderings and World Gathering Facebook page, but also a quick little shameless plug. Uh, I've got a new vlog started called T minus T, and I'm trying to just chronicle a journey between weight loss and changing my mindset from being able to, thinking I can't do things and changing it to what I can do. So look up T minus T on Facebook as well. Very cool. Excellent. We will post a link uh, to that in the show notes as well. T bags. Thank you. JPP, where can we find you? You can find me at Instagram at under just plain Paul, all one word. I'm also hanging out on the Wanderings and Bull Gathering Facebook page. And if you want to hear some tunes, shameless plug as well, on the T-minus-T intro, I gave uh, Tony a nice little uh, montage music there so he can use it when he shows workout footage later on and, you know, goes from, you know, the getting in the barn to being completely ripped and just tearing his shirt off and, you know, sweat and, Wait, I'm getting yeah. a little bothered here. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, go go check it out. 
<laughs> yeah, the music is fantastic. Uh, I've had a lot of comments actually on that that they love the music. So thank you, Paul. Oh, no problem, man. That was fun. It, and it's fun to see that intro graphic too. It had that nice grit and all that fun stuff. We'll we'll talk about that offline, but that was a blast. Thanks for letting me do if it. If I don't I don't get footage of you carrying a log through the snow, like on, on, I will revolt. <laughs> I want some old sensei stretching Tony across a couple of bamboo trees. <laughs> get ready. <laughs> and he's going to end by dipping his hands in glass. <laughs> Need the Jean Claude Van Damme scream <laughs> in slow motion. I'm just trying to get to tie my shoes comfortably. So let's. <laughs> I know we, we have we have big expectations here. You know, it's all in the vision. <laughs> all right, and we need to make sure that everybody understands that wanderingsandwoolgathering.com is up and running, and there's fresh content on there, so you can go there and find some music reviews. And you can find the show Wanderings and Wool Gathering on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Castbox, Stitcher, and at rock985.com. After you listen, don't forget to subscribe because you don't want to miss an episode. I mean, let's be, let's face it here, people. We're pretty awesome, right, guys? Yes. Yeah. I just hurt myself patting myself on the oh, back. Yeah. Money didn't agree. I didn't get a, a rump <laughs> out of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Until Thursday. With the wave blue world. We will see you then. Bye now.